Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti slut shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> Hey, fuckers, welcome to another episode of Guys We Fuck. It's the Anti-Slut Shaming Podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. And thank you so much to our sponsor today, Talkspace. Today's show is sponsored by them. It's the online therapy company. Uh, and for as little as $32 a week, you can work with an experienced, licensed therapist handpicked just for you. On Talkspace, you can send text, audio, and video messages to your therapist. I can only imagine. Uh, <laughs> and talk about your life, work through what's keeping you up at night, or just work on feeling a bit happier. To sign up or learn more, go to Talkspace.com slash GWF. And to show your support, Support for this podcast, use code GWF to get $30 off your first month. That's GWF at talkspace.com slash GWF. Uh, man, I would have texted them today. <laughs> Homegirl got bad PMS. Well, I, what are they going to say though? <laughs> I don't know, but they're really encouraging you to just reach out at any time. Oh, so. chunks of my blood or fall again to my, that's normal though. That's, I mean, it's I not never clotted. Really? It's like totally normal. It's, I mean, it's not normal in life. Like I told you, you know, Chinese people don't do that, but it's yeah. um, for American women. It's, it's normal. It's just like, you know, the clotting shouldn't affect your mood though. It, it, I, I had like an, a rage attack. I think this is related to the other thing that you told me. Okay. Well, yeah. I didn't know if you wanted to talk no, about your shit. Your She's healing. healing. She's healing me. I didn't know I wanted to talk about She's your healings healing. on air. Oh, I don't care. But it's hundred percent related to that. Oh yeah. I just really, for a second, I was at the, my dad was getting a heart surgery uh, yesterday and when it started and the bathroom in the family waiting room area has an automatic flusher. So I went to the bathroom and I was like, this doesn't feel, and it, it was like a waterfall of blood. It, I've never felt any or witnessed anything like that for my body in my life. Wait, a waterfall of blood? That sounds and, fluidy though. And a clot. Okay. Yeah. And, and then I went oh, to look at it. Oh, but didn't you just, didn't you just go off the A couple pill? months ago. It's been like four months. Yeah, but your body might be still adjusting to it. Oh. But I'm, it's God probably just it. Kate Wolf. It, it is Kate. Kate Wolf, thanks for healing me. No, um, oh, I told her about it and she was like, I'm sorry, I'll go easy next time. And I was like, no, 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 I want to be healed as fuck. Um, but yeah, I went to look at it and I was like, is that a, what the, f and then the automatic flusher yeah. did its thing. I'm like, shit. That's not really abnormal though. The clotting is not abnormal. Okay. Just never have, I've never, it's always been light, easy, breezy, lemon squeezy. Mm, yeah. Pizza peasy. I think your body's probably just adjusting. I mean, normally going on the pill Makes it makes it light, but yeah. Uh, hey, lunch crowd, what's up? Eating a sandwich? <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, what are you gonna tell the lunch crowd? Oh, yeah. I just no, wrote, we literally I always open with the most disgusting. You know what? Thing. And I was thinking about that because I was like, I want to talk about this real quick. As I was like in the my bathtub with uh, just no water, but just like blood going mm. towards the drain, and mm. I was like, I'm gonna talk about this because this is real shit. And if anybody listening, like a guy, anybody with sex with women is listening, and they're like, ew, gross. I mean, yeah, if you're eating a well, it grosses sandwich. me out too, though. That's the only defense. Like, no, it doesn't. I me out. I'd never talk about like. My, my own period grosses me out because it's fucking really? disgusting. Yeah, I, it mine's usually not, except this time. Just the fact that blood is like pouring out of your vagina. It's I know. Not dirt. I mean, it's not the blood. If for anyone wondering, it's not dirty. It's fresh, fresh ass blood. Yeah, it's clean, but it's just good. it's just nasty. <laughs> it reminds me of Blair Saki's joke. Just gross. Um. Yeah. Okay. Happy period. Um. I'm also celebrating something today. Your, uh, your uh, 
period? No, not my oh. period. I skipped it this month. I was not, I was not feeling it. So I just didn't, oh, I just that's didn't right. do it. You can do that. I haven't done that in a while just because like some, a lot of times, like they only like give me a certain amount of pills and like, it's hard to get the insurance to pay for it if you're going through them too quickly. Oh, got it, got it, got it. But well, soon every, enough. <laughs> every once in a while I treat myself. So what are you celebrating? Um, just my anniversary. <gasps> Today is actually the day. Oh, happy March 15th. Two days before St. Patrick's Day. I don't know. I must have lost my mind, I guess. <laughs> Happy anniversary, Corinne and James. Yeah. I mean, a, a year ago today, I was eating a deli sandwich. Uh, I had just uh, auditioned for Just for Laughs and they were like, no, that wasn't good. <laughs> and uh, I came back and was, yeah, went to the bodega and then James- By your apartment? Yeah, well, by James's apartment. I wasn't oh. living there at the time. I was living downtown in Harlem. And then um and then James was like, I want to do this. <gasps> Is that that's what he said? It was very cinematic. I was like, I'm sorry, did you have a script prepared? <laughs> Because he, I don't think he knew that he was going to ask me out that day. He knew apparently, but he saw you in that deli with that sandwich. Well, he had given. Uh, he had the girl. He was also the other girl. He was like still uh, sometimes fucking was <laughs> knew knew that I was going to be his girlfriend before. I knew that he was. Uh, oh, because he had to stop it with her, right? Like because she stop she hit lady. him up, yeah, and he was like, yeah, no, things are getting pretty serious with Corinne. But I didn't know about this. Yeah. Because I didn't think that he wanted to do that. So there was no discussion of like, would you want to? Well, I had given him kind of like a ultimatum. I was like, listen, oh. I'm not trying to. Like, I was like, I ha- I've had every fuck buddy in the whole world that I could possibly have wanted. I'm, I'm full. Of, it's great. Every, every kind. Every one I wanted, I had. And I'm just kind of like over it. So it's like either this is going to be more or I'm just going to. Like, and I had yeah. no problem piecing out really. I was going to be sad for like a week probably. Yeah. Like we had you a show, really we had, like- you were at that show. We had that show at Eastville. Like when oh, we were, I was there, yeah. When we were possibly going to just cut it off. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to be nice to him. And then he was like, hey, Christine. I was like, hey, James, how are you? <laughs> it's good to see you. You look great. I was like, I can't be mean. It's God very it. hard to be in, in like those real, those things where you like want to be mean because like your friend yeah. and that person are having a torrid romance, but it's not really <laughs> like no one. Really he was so kind wrong. in that moment to me. Yeah, I know. Oh, I, he exactly. felt bad anyway. Uh, good, good. And I was really skinny so i was like sad yeah, you look great. S- still in a good mood <laughs> so it didn't really matter yeah whatever yeah. uh now i'm happy and wait what'd you say back fatter. when he said let's do this um or i want to do this is that what he said well i think he was he was just like i want to i want to do this and i think i, I think i was like what <laughs> <laughs> were you in a deli no we had we were i was eating the deli sandwich. Oh, okay. I might have finished already. Okay. That happens fast. So oh, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was eating a little turkey sandwich. Um, and then we had and then we just like sat across the couch from each other and like stared at each other. And then we went in, in- silence. I, we, That's perfect. Yeah. And then Aww. then he probably smoked a cigarette out the window. And then uh-huh. uh we had some sort of a, like a publicity meeting about how we were going to right, and I, it's all come full circle. Wow. Yeah. And those, this past weekend we uh, had a staycation at a hotel. It's awesome. And we, the whole weekend? Uh, no, just one night. Oh, okay. It was, it was hard enough to get one night when like both of us were like, we're not, I had like, I had to cancel a show actually. Yeah. But I was like, it, I, I just had a, I was like, this is what we'll do. You know, that's true love canceling a show. Yeah, it is. And then, I learned that James does like taking bubble baths, which I didn't <gasps> think he would. Did you take a bath together? Well, because oh, I it was to like, do that. Yeah, it was like you've never done that. Not with him. Oh, Our really? Tubs are too small. Yeah. Well, this had like a like fancy a fancy tub, and then Ooh. I didn't think 
that he would be into that. But then he was very into that. Wow. You learned something new. And did uh, you bang in the tub? Not probably not. It was, no, it's kind of hard. You know what? Yeah. And water is very difficult. And then also he's just so much taller than me. Right. And his, like, cause his legs were still like out of it. Um, but it was a very nice romantic bath. Wow. And then he, I fell in love with him again when he, when he, we left in the morning and he was like, oh my God, I forgot to steal all the soaps from the bathroom. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, I already got that. <laughs> that is fucking adorable. It was very high grade soaps and we definitely needed to steal oh, them. Fuck it. It was I like still steal, steal Momo the... or Moo Moo or something. Oh, it was damn. like really nice, really good portions. You know, that was yeah. some handcrafted <gasps> shit. They never give you the good amount of portions. Mm. It's like if it's luxury, I get a little fucking dab. Yeah, no, I walked in and I was like, wow, this is a nice place because this wow. this is a brand that I'm not even familiar with. Damn. Mm-hmm. What a lovely night. Yeah, I was, and I and I like got to do stuff that I, like, I, like I watched SNL. <laughs> was just like, uh, yeah. I've never home on Saturday night. So I was like, this is delightful. Yeah, yeah. The sketch with the dog who voted for Trump was, was like great. hilarious. Yeah, that was well good. executed. Yeah, SNL's been pretty yeah. good. So that's that. Well, happy anniversary. Thanks. Well, it's, I know it's weird because I don't really talk about James very much on the podcast because I kind of resolved that I wasn't going to. So I feel like everyone just thinks he's like secretly abusing me. I feel like when you don't talk <laughs> oh, <really>? about something. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like... Yeah. He, I feel like because it's been such like a political discussion that we've had, like a lot of people don't like him, but they don't really know anything about him. They have exactly come, come see us live, see us live. Speaking of coming, which I assumed you did. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, do it Uh, tonight, uh, Friday, March 17th. Oh, it's St. Patrick's Day. So hopefully you're sober uh, right now. That would be great. Uh, It's Nacho Bitches co-hosted by myself and Blair Saki at New York Comedy Club. Tickets are $10 with the code Nacho. And then the following night, the 18th Saturday, uh, I am headlining that LGBTQ event that I like told you about kind of vaguely last week and didn't have any information. But I'm really excited because I'm donating my portion uh, to New Alternatives, which is the wonderful uh, center for at-risk LGBTQ youth that uh, Grant, who you heard on the podcast, he's actually a board member now. And uh, we're going to be doing a drive there for money and socks and underwear if you have clean ones, please. Oh God, yeah, don't be an animal. Because they need that. Uh, it's at Don't Tell Mama on West 46th Street, 9 p.m. If you use the code BALLS, you get 50. Balls. I made that up myself. That's great. Balls. <laughs> you get 50% off and just email info at heronentertainment.com. That's H-E-R-R-O-N entertainment.com and say Corinne Sancio balls. Have you ever had been banging a guy or dating a guy or whatever and they like do the brain thing with their balls? They're like brain and they squeeze it and then you're like, what? It is a brain. I don't know that I've ever seen that, but I know that I've maybe I've seen it in like a film or something. Oh, it's fascinating. Balls, balls are so <laughs> they're pliable. weird. So fucking weird. They're weird. It's like, it's extra. like an old man is hanging from your taint. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of taints, Friday, March 24th is the next Glamour Plus hosted by myself and Wendy Starling. It's 7.30 p.m. Doors at 7. We do it at Zinc Bar, 82 West 3rd Street in the West Village. It's going to be a good time. The show is 21 and over. Tickets are 15 bucks. Uh, They're selling fast, so get them. The link in this podcast is where you can do that. And then if you want to see the guys we fucked the experience, which is our tour show, we're going to be all over these United States of America. Mm-hmm. Boston, Thursday, April 13th. We are at the Wilbur. Limited ticks available for that one. Chicopee, Massachusetts, Friday, April 14th. We're going to be at the Hookilau. Austin, Texas, April 20th through the 22nd for the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. And individual tickets 
ticket links will be available after South by Southwest. Yeah, there's only badges right now. Sorry, guys. I know we keep stringing along. Houston, Texas. We have like three tickets left uh, for Sunday, April 23rd at Warehouse Live. Las Vegas, Nevada, Thursday, May 18th through Saturday, May 20th. We are at the Crapshoot Comedy Festival. A Guys We Fucked Experience show is happening and then additional uh, stand-up dates where Christina or myself will be performing will happen that uh, long weekend. Today's Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Friday, June 2nd. We're going to be at the Paps Theater. And then Chicago, Illinois, Saturday, June 3rd. We're doing the fourth annual, 26th annual Comedy Festival, which is sponsored by The Onion, the AV Club. There's two shows, a 10 p.m. and a 7 p.m. show. And that's at, is this Talia or Thalia Hall? I think it's Talia. And then it's at, I was like, if a girl's name was that, I would say Talia. So yeah, it's at Talia same. Hall. Uh, we can't wait to come back to Chicago. Oh, I know. I'm so excited. I yeah, I just it. pronounce names how I want to pronounce them. Like Hermione for Harry Potter, all the times I read Harry Potter, twice. Uh, only the first two books. I just, I was like, I don't know how to say that. So I'm just going to say Harmony. Oh, I and thought it was like Hermoine. Yeah, I thought, yeah. But I, I went just back sounded it out. Yeah. Oh man, do you guys read books? Good, you should. We have a book out uh, available for pre-order. It's not it's not out yet, but uh, it's coming out October 24th. And we have an incentive if you pre-order it by Thursday, March 23rd at 11.59 p.m. And then you fill out a form on our website, which is sorryaboutlastnightcomedy.com. Click that little thing at the top that says book and then fill out the form after you pre-order it and we will shout your name out on the podcast. So without further ado... Thank you so much to Jillian Peters, Christine Garcia, Kate Roach, Christine Pulaski, Jessica Adana, Alexis Mendoza, Rob McCann, Yvonne Young, Kat Towers, Lee Froon, Kevin Weber, Hannah Martell, Nicole Musso, Jacqueline Estrada, Natasha Morris, Nina Fidadov. I didn't do that right. <laughs> Olivia Hayhoe. That's what it says. Samantha Kimball, Danielle Parent, Kate Burt, Emily Bean, Jessica Kennedy, Alexandra O'Grady, Donna Post, Amber Indacio, Dana Goodman, Valerie Mathurin, Amanda Hollihan, Daniel Close, Danielle Close, Colleen Harwood, Crystal Mavros, Alex Sierra Matero, Sarah ba uh, Bowman, Sarah Miller, Christiana Reitz, Kimberly Irons, Audrey Abelaria. I love you. I'm so sorry, Audrey. Shelly McCullough, Joe Williams, Allie Plummer, Heather Oric, Melissa Martinez, Megan DePinto, Caitlin Cotton, Laura Osair, Jessica Tallon, Jonathan Dubell, Sarah Roberts, Kelly Bowman. And also thank you to Evelyn Anderson, <laughs> Laura Katz, Quinn Jacobs, Molly O'Neill, Caitlin Pisano, Patricia Obringer, Kylie Westfall, all caps because she needs attention. And Kylie! And you got it. Amber Larson, Natasha <laughs> Stevenson, Brianna Resto, Emily Lawson, Bridget Mazet, Amber Hazelrud, <laughs> Nicole Medlin, Nicole Swisher, Samantha Schenkel, Kelsey Lehman, Jamie Maddox, Brianna Aikenback, Sarah Hewitt, Melissa Young, Sophia Monro Monroy, Briar Gibbons, Larissa Philo, Rachel yeah. Bird, Renee Sutton, Lexi Barlow, Tony Foley, uh, Amy Morin, Kim West, Brittany Ani, Sarah McGrath, Christine Horvath, Reese Gorey, Jennifer Holian, Kelly Landry, Megan Woodard, Elizabeth Zedek, Kelly Barheit, uh, Rebecca Nieves, Goran Svorkan. <laughs> Goran Svorkan. That's not... God damn That's it. a different yeah. country name, yeah, so right. I can't be expected. Uh, Ella Street, Becca Dardick, Carolina Castellanos, Desiree Sains, 
Melanie O'Halloran, Kylie Berry, Annie Lewis, Courtney Thieves, and Justine Sinave. And if you are a white woman and didn't hear your name, well, what the fuck are you doing? Every white woman in America. From the sounds of that. Has already purchased this book. Where are you? And a few people who are exotic. (laughs) Couple exotics. People think I'm exotic and then they see me and they're like, oh, never mind. (laughs) Because my name. Oh, and we're going to be doing that for the next couple shows. So if you're like, wow, this is this annoys me and you didn't pre-order and you're like, this is annoying. There's a fast forward 15 second button on your on your phone. Okay, because I don't want to hear no tweets, no emails being like the first. Can you just not do that? I will. I have my period and I will. Write something mean back. <laughs> Maybe not by the time you do it, but we'll see. Um, okay. Oh, God. Okay, here's another. This is a new sponsor that we have for the podcast that I really fucking like. We use all the products that we talk about on the show, and we love them a lot. This one I really loved. I loved more than I thought. Today's episode of Guys We Fucked is sponsored by Dirty Lemon, a wellness beverage brand featuring ingredients that have been well-established in the naturopathic community. Whatever. I don't, You know, they're, that natural's good, right? There's three types of these beverages you can get. Sleep, detox, or skin and hair. We have all three of them, and I've tried all three of them. I'm done with all the cases they sent me, unfortunately. Each one contains the juice of one lemon, no sugar, and is under 10 calories. Plus, they do... Uh, they do what the name suggests. The skin and hair is formulated with marine collagen to reduce wrinkles. Sleep is made with magnesium, rose water, and chamomile to help you sleep better. Detox has activated charcoal, which absorbs the toxins in your body and is secretly a great hangover cure. And that is actually very true because I uh, tried that out and it works. And ba- I didn't know we were being sponsored by them at first. And they sent us these cases. Mm-hmm. And the, the detox one with the charcoal is like black kind of mm-hmm. it's dark gray. And I was like, I don't know who the fuck sent me this black water. Cause it's charcoal, but I'm going to drink it. Yeah. And it was great. So I'm like, hope <laughs> not being poisoned. And Just I was makes you shit. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> You're um, and you order it via text message, not in stores. So you go to dirtylemon.com, you register your mobile number and send them a text message. Then a real human will arrange a six pack to be sent to your door in one to two days. When you text them, mention you heard about dirty lemon on guys. We fucked. And they'll throw in an extra case of sleep for free with your first order. So that's 12 bottles for the price of six. For more information, go to dirtylemon.com. This shit is real good. And then uh, before you drink that dirty lemon, you want to fill your stomach with Blue Apron. <laughs> Perfect. That's good. That's a good partnership. We uh, have. Yes, it's incredible home cooking that has never been more attainable thanks to Blue Apron. Uh, for less than $10 a meal, Blue Apron delivers easy to follow seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients right to your door. And because Blue Apron ships the exact amount of ingredients required, they are reducing food waste. They're basically heroes, guys. Uh, some meals for March include salmon piccato with orzo and broccoli, bro- uh, pork chops and miso butter with bok choy and marinated apple, vegetable chili and baked sweet potatoes with crispy tortilla strips, spicy shrimp coconut curry with cabbage and rice. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash GWF. Honestly, I would, if I was like one of those like crazy, you know, those like they used to have those books out like in the nineties where it would just like list things that you get for free. Like you could go ham on so much stuff. You can detox. You can ham for some ham. Yes. Oh, good call. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free guys. You'll love how good it feels and tastes uh, to create Mm. incredible home cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. Blue 
blueapron.com slash GWF. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Every week I get pictures from my dad. He's like, I can't believe I cooked this. The food is very good. It's fucking good. It's very good. That's really good. Oh, let's read some emails. If you want to email us, our email address is sorry about last night's show at gmail.com. The subject line of this email is my sister's older husband. I was like, uh oh, gotta read that one. Hey, uh, I am emailing you all because I listened to your episode with the two women who are comics and found your conversation about how older men can be predatory towards younger female comics thought provoking. I have a sister that is 21. I'm 24. And she's married to a guy that is 21 years older than her. He is three months younger than our mom. Whoa. They started dating when she was 18. I've always thought that it was super fucking creepy that not only would he want to date a woman so much younger than him, but he would want to marry her. He left his current girlfriend for my sister. Not to say that she isn't amazing. She really is. But she's already outgrown him and she is considering altering her values under his influence. Now, full disclosure, I fucking hate this guy. Always have. They met at a local bar slash hotel where they both worked. Their relationship reminded me very much of the conversation that you all had about how the older men may not know that their actions are predatory, but they are. When she was younger, she always said that she had no interest in getting married or having kids and that she was not really super into monogamy, which in my family, uh, which in my family was and is totally fine. We all grew up thinking that love is love uh, and it's beautiful. It all shapes and forms and sex is equally beautiful and unique as the people having sex. That being said, my sister's relationship has challenged me and my beliefs. When she started dating this guy, she said it was just fun. Then the next thing we know, she's engaged and going to get married in Thailand while they were there. Then she gets pregnant. The rhythm method is bullshit. And they make the decision to have an abortion, which was not a big deal. But the next thing I know, she's talking about having kids in the future, which freaks me out because it seems to me that he is manipulating the shit out of her and her values. I would like to hear some more commentary about age differences and relationships and what circumstances uh, are is healthy or not. Thank you all so much. I love both of you. So... You know, I, I, I am a little, I've always loved older guys when I was like, honestly, probably as young as 15. I remember going, I cannot wait till I can date a 35 or 40 year old, but you're the young person. So that's fine that you think that. Yes, exactly. And if I was 15 and a 35 or 40 year old was interested in me, that's fucking weird. Yeah. 15. It's the responsibility of the older person. Now, (laughs) right. With this, you're, so your sister's 21. The guy's 42. I mean, when I was 21, I was banging a 40 year old. Yeah. And I fucking loved it. I loved that he was older. It was my dream come true from when I was 15. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because the age that I always wanted to date stayed the same as I got older. So I don't, you know, you can't, it's a little, it's a big age difference, but also her altering what she wants to do with her life. If she wants kids, if she doesn't want kids, that changes whether you're with somebody or not. And I've changed my mind on if I want kids or not throughout pretty much every one of my relationships. It just ebbs and flows what I want out of life. And your sister's so young and especially in your early 20s, that's an age where you're you're figuring it out. So I'm not sure if he's manipulating her. Maybe you have further evidence that's like, yes, he is pressuring her to do this or saying that her opinions are wrong, in which case I would say, yeah, he's definitely manipulating her. But she could also just be in love with this man. And uh, changing her mind about what she wants out of life. Um, And also, I thought it was interesting where she said, you said that her relationship with him is challenging your beliefs. Uh, Because I feel like that's what what really seems to be the main problem is like, it just doesn't, you're not, it's not what you would envision for your sister. And it's not what your sister says she's wanted. Um, But again, I don't know much about this guy. So if he's a huge piece of shit, 
that's a different story, but nothing so far. Did you see anything so far in this email that was a yeah, giveaway? I saw a very important line. What uh, was the it? Alana, she has already outgrown him. I've been there and it's definitely, I mean, basically, I don't think the problem is an eight, the age difference of 20 years. She's just so young and she's married. Yeah, already. I think the problem is that you got, your sister got married at 21. That's a huge mistake. I don't care who you are or how happy you are right now. If you're, if you are 20 run right now and you're like, I got married and I'm having a great time. Sure. Talk to me in 10 years. And I swear to God, if you're still happy, I will, I don't know. I will Venmo you money. I just think it's very, I'm not saying it's impossible. I am saying it is very, very, very unlikely to be able to make that decision when you are 21. This is not the time. This is not the age where people die when you're, you're 25 of dysentery anymore. There's absolutely no reason to get married at 21. What the fuck yeah. are you doing? My mom got married when she was 18 and they're great, but it was a, but they uh, took a break. They took a three year hiatus. Yeah. And also my dad, my dad was a lot older, but it was, I mean, that, that's the only example of a relationship that I can think of. And those are different times too. So it's like in, exactly. this, in this age, the way we, we know so much about other people and, I, and in social media definitely plays into that. You know too much about other people. You see too many other options. There's and I think too we're just many, more open as a society and about it's just, shit. Yeah. And like monogamy is getting less and less like the thing. So I just, I, I mean, yeah, I think she was kind of like, it's very, the notion that someone so much older wants to be with you is very sexy and romantic, especially mm-hmm. when your your other choice is other is dudes in other twenty one year old guys. Gross! Yeah. Ew! Why would I want that? No, of course, <laughs> yes, of course. I, I don't care, and I don't, like I could like, know someone is like has been to prison, you know, does maybe is weird for liking me, and I would still opt for someone in their forties over a man in their twenties. Like men in their twenties, sorry guys, you're just not appealing. You're gonna you're gonna you were get appealing, appealing when I was fifteen. Yeah, and then yeah, and you know what? You, and you're also like you're like a fine wine you will get better with time as you know women Ugh, we just yeah. we just crust we up just and wrinkle up and dry like, up and go sit in a ball in a corner yeah uh, of the room so fuck you okay so it's great. Right. but yeah <laughs> and i don't know if you are deciding that she's outgrown him or if she has actually said the sentence i feel like i've outgrown him but i've 100 been in this exact situation uh and it's sad but it's like yeah it's like men who are in their 40s dating women in their tr- 20s traditionally are a little bit immature so as the as a woman and you get you get older you're going to keep maturing this guy is 42 he's not going to be maturing anymore he's not going to get better this is who he is so your sister's going to continue to get better to get smarter to figure things out this guy's he's paused that pause button's <laughs> has come on it. It's cr- it's down and it's not coming back up again. The end. Aww. But okay, I I've and I understand that that makes a lot of sense to me. But in terms of inter, I mean, she's not saying if she should intervene. But like, don't you know if she if she comes to you and asks you for advice or if she's upset? Yeah, I would say something and and voice your concerns and say, you know. Divorce is a thing. Right. And you shouldn't feel bad about it if that's what you want. Yeah. People always ask if they should intervene. I'm like, your sister's 21 and went to Thailand and married a 42 year old. She's not going to take yeah, your advice. She's not going to be like, you know what? <laughs> Shit, sis, you're fucking yeah. right. I'm going to go down to the courthouse and file my papers. She has to, she has to make her mistakes on her own. The only yeah. thing is I would do whatever, whatever you can to convince her not to have a baby. But other than that, She's already done. She's gone to do what she's gone to do. The worst thing she can do. <laughs> Go to Thailand and get married so, to a 42 year You know, but yeah, let's just try to keep, I would say try to, whatever you can do to keep uh, kids out of that picture. Uh, and that is that. Mm. Wow. Happy Friday, guys. Hey. Uh, subject of this email is, I don't know how to act in a poly relationship. Sad crying face. <laughs> 
girl. You okay? You okay. You okay. Uh, hi. I one time <laughs> sent you a message while I was high I at it. work. Then I just reread it and it makes no sense. And I'm so sorry. Don't oh. be sorry. I appreciate it. All right, girl. Well, maybe apply that knowledge to what the, the e- long email that comes after. Uh, anyway, I've been seeing my boyfriend for about 10 months. We're both seniors in college up in Cali, man. I'm originally from LA. He's a NorCal native and we're hella in love. We smoke weed a lot. We go to oh, raves. Shit. We explore lots of fun sex things. And I have a leash and a collar. Mm. We love our sub-dom relationship dynamic. We've had threesomes, foursomes. We've swang. I don't know. We've been swingers. And he <laughs> got a lot done in 10 months. I love this chick. And he has had sex with girls outside of the relationship without me too. Mm. He was fucking others mostly because I was studying abroad for three months in the beautiful city of London. But before I left, we kind of opened our relationship because long distance is hard. He had sex with some other girls he met at raves and I didn't have sex with anyone because I felt uncomfortable and I was afraid of STDs and shit. I was okay uh, with only him getting it on because I knew he I could if I wanted to, but I just didn't. And instead, I spent my time exploring and traveling. No regrets. Cool. I've been back since December and everything has been great until about a month ago when he confessed to me he has feelings for another girl. They work together and are really good friends already. So these feelings are more than just sexual. I wasn't sure how I felt about sharing my partner romantically. And I told him this, but that conversation led to more of a breakup. And I instead decided I would try it. I've shared him sexually and I love it because I'm a cuck queen like Christina fuel you. So I thought that if I felt jealous, I would confront him and I would try to work through my feelings because I know it's my insecurity causing the jealousy. Super mature, right? Uh, The problem is it's not working. I never saw myself as a monogamous person, but I've also never saw myself being in love with more than one person or sharing my partner in a romantic way great. Uh, I like the realizations throughout the email. Yeah. Uh, I can really see myself with this guy for a long time. I love him so much. Girl, you we didn't weren't even monogamous for 10 months. Okay, I'm not going to stop sorry. <laughs> and I can really get my head around the poly relationship, but once we're in practice, like when I know he's with her, I just can't feel good. Okay. I chose I try so hard to remind myself that he loves me, he wants to be with me, and just because he's with her doesn't mean he doesn't love me but it just fucking hurts. I can't stop comparing myself and this other girl. And I tell him this and he tries to comfort me by telling me he loves me for me. Heard that song before. And it works at the time. I'll feel better. But as soon as he's with her, it just fucking hurts again. On top of it, my roommate is really judgmental of our relationship. And I constantly tell her that it's not for everyone. Or you. (laughs) And while we may be unconventional, we're working are you? No. Uh, but I sometimes feel like I'm lying to myself. Good. Ding, ding, ding. Because <laughs> she's answering her own question. Because are we really working? No. We've gotten into this pattern. She comes up in conversation because I want to express my feelings of hurt and jealousy. He makes me feel better. I cry and feel stupid for ever feeling hurt or jealous Aww. in the first place. And then I get that feeling all over again when he hangs out with her again or just some time passes and I fucking think about it. I've never felt jealous really. And I would be totally fine if he came to me and said, I really want to fuck this girl but this isn't that at all they cuddle they go on dates and kids yeah oh. your boyfriend has two girlfriends yeah, yeah your got, boyfriend has two girlfriends your girl. boyfriend has two girlfriends but they've never had sex aka things are only getting started and they're only uh going to get worse i'm afraid yeah. that if things keep going i'm going to lose my mind mm-hmm. and my boyfriend mm-hmm. i can't tell him i don't want this anymore without Why? forcing him to choose between the poly relationship he could have with someone and our relationship i've also wondered if it's because i haven't fucked 
fuck anyone else. But honestly, I never felt like I really wanted to. I'm attracted to other dudes and girls, but I just never had the desire to go beyond using my imagination. It's so much work to go out and bring someone back in. Mm-hmm. Girl, I hear you. It's pressure and I'd rather have a connection with someone, but I don't really have any guy friends I could sleep with at the moment. Probably because I've already slept with them all before I got a boyfriend. LOL. LOL. <laughs> That's funny. So I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should try harder to maybe branch out so I'll feel more wanted or whatever it is my brain is making me feel upset about. If that doesn't work though, then what? I love my boyfriend. You keep saying that, but I'm not feeling it. But, but I'd rather him <laughs> be happy in a poly relationship with someone else than force him into our monogamish relationship what? where he might be unhappy and always wonder what could have happened between him and this other girl. I'm really sad because this conflict won't let me think about anything else and I just want to be happy again um, and not this, and not sad because of some dumb boy. I'm a 21-year-old senior, so you'll probably say I'm young and stuff, but You're you never know. Stuff. I mean, you are young and stuff. The choices I make now are like important. <laughs> are like important That's or are says. they important? Are like important to what may happen in five years and stuff. So, I mean, it, this is so funny to me. You, yeah. Because you said you're going to say I'm young and stuff and then you literally go, the choices I make now are like important to what may happen in five <laughs> years and stuff. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know all my choices. Uh, I don't know all my choices are scaring me. Anyway, I love you guys. You make me smile like Gary. Okay. Uh, and girls. Wow. Like, okay. It sounds oh, like okay. I'm reading my diary from uh, freshman year of college. <laughs> okay. So the thing is, okay, I know you think you're in a poly relationship, but just because your boyfriend uh, has two girlfriends doesn't mean you're in a poly relationship. Yeah. A poly re- a relationship for people who are actually in that community is very well constructed. Oh, yeah. There are... Still dramatic, though. A lot... Uh, there so are a lot of conversations. Uh, and also, if it's a poly relationship, it's not just your fucking boyfriend like you guys you should have some kind of a relationship with this yeah woman. you gotta schedule shit with the chick and shit yeah you I mean, need to if, if, if the relationship is truly the three of you then you have to have a deep relationship with her it doesn't have to be sexual but it has to be some kind of a deep friendship what you are describing right now is your boyfriend tricked you into having two girlfriends god damn it that is what happened girl also you are you are not emotion you are emotionally monogamous and sexually uh, explorative i would say because it's a cuckolding thing because i want i i ma- i literally i masturbate pretty much every time i masturbate it's to steven banging another girl right. pretty much every time uh-huh if he went to a movie with another girl mm-hmm. i would lose my shit right i would sit in the a row behind them right and do weird freaky scary shit to them well actually you know what i would be like no please don't do that i would communicate first but you know the urge i would be really jealous but wait i thought you were interested in having an open relationship at one point um at, not now definitely not now because oh. the romantic aspect of that okay. is uh, uh, open relationship sexually Oh, okay. and that's what I've always, that's what it's kind of always just been. Just like I, sleepovers or no? Um, probably not sleeping over. Probably, I probably, we probably do a rule just where like, like fuck fast, no yeah, sleepover. Yeah, so I'm like, I don't know. But mm-hmm. my point is, I don't think I would ever want an open relationship that is emotionally open. Yeah, no. I, I, that sounds horrible and exhausting and not for me. And it's certainly not for this chick. Well, because yeah, and, and, and like I, like, you know, Honestly, this sounds so stupid, but like watch like the Sister Wives show on TLC. That's how I know it's dramatic. Even though I know reality television is far from reality, 
But I mean, I've talked to people in poly relationships and it's not smooth sailing 100% of the time. No. Even if they're very happy. But there is truly a sistership between those women. I yeah. will say that totally. there's a lot of communication. There's a lot of co-parenting going on. There's a lot of responsibilities that are shared. And it's and what happened, it seems like you guys just were like, oh, like we both fucking like fucking a lot of people and we're open about it. So let's just no, like he does like just to have a poly relationship. Well, I think she does in theory. She's more like me. You're more like me, like in theory, like you like to do stuff, but then like you don't actually want to do it. It's just like a sexy fantasy, but like yeah. it doesn't really make sense in the real world. And also you feel you don't want to force him to choose, but like <laughs> he tricked you into this shit. Like, I don't know. Maybe he did it unintentionally, but he, that's what exactly what happened. But why not make him choose? You're upset. Yeah. But second of all, you've, you've only been together 10 months. In those 10 months, you were away in another country and he was just fucking other people. And also just look at the list of things that you had to do I don't know if you had to do, but it's a lot that you did in 10 months that I don't know where you're going to go from here. Cause oh, you've, the already, threesomes, foursomes. you've already done all this stuff. And if it took that much to keep, I don't know, like if you're doing it to keep each other interested, but like, that's a lot for 10 months. And also like just the trust isn't there to develop some kind of open or poly relationship after 10 months, in my opinion. It's just not, it's not even like your age. It's just like, this was not executed properly. It really wasn't. And I think at this point, it's going to be very hard to go backwards because he's tasted the forbidden fruit. And it's like, <laughs> you know, if he, he if he knows that one girl is alive on the planet that's going to let him have two girlfriends, he's probably smart enough to figure out that if you're not going to do it, just as you said, someone else will. But this is, you don't need this shit. You don't need this shit. You really don't. You're not happy. It makes you sad when he's hanging out with the other girl. Yeah, you never have, that, you never should feel anxiety yeah. of, uh, from your partner and your relationship. And it's continuous. If it's consuming you, you don't want to be. No, Mm-mm. no, 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 girl. Did you read about? Uh, it's very interesting. Did you read that story about? Uh, and then we'll intro our guest. Sorry, uh, Kim Jong Un's half brother getting murdered. And I. Uh, oh God, yeah, I knew all about that by accident for a I game do, show. I know you do a joke. Yeah, about I do a joke it, on yeah. it, but I was reading it. Just I was like reading further research into it. <laughs> She thought, she, was, she thought she was on a prank show. And I she, know. she went up to four men and sprayed them in yep. the airport with a bottle, asked them to close their eyes, sprayed them with a bottle of water. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yep. She got tricked into murdering Kim Jong Un's Yeah, I know. I, I was like, wah, wah. She's no longer my hero. <laughs> not that it's good. You shouldn't murder people, but. Well, I mean, it's not her. It's not her fault. No. She, she was, but it's just like. Poor, I like, I feel like, fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. You're an accidental murderer. Yeah. It's like if God I was going to murder it. someone, I would damn well want it to Go be like out or my circumstance. Exactly. Mm. Self-defense. Some- oh, right. God. All right. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Getting stuff off your chest is incredible. It's so therapeutic. We all carry around different stressors. Some of them are big. Some of them are small. A lot of them are very big. Uh, But we keep them bottled up and it could start affecting us negatively. And then we act like a jerk to the people we love. And we're like, this is not how I want to be. Therapy has saved my life personally. There are so many benefits of it. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Although if you have experienced major trauma, highly recommend. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designated to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you could switch at any time. 
Finding a therapist is like dating. They're not all going to work out in the first try. BetterHelp understands that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash guys to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash guys. Guys, the weather's getting warmer. It's time to say goodbye to your jackets and all your sweaters, and you got to refresh your wardrobe. Well, luckily... I found Quince, and now you have too, because you're listening to this. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And if you go to their website, the amount of categories, they have travel, lookbooks, men, women, home, babies, and kids – Their stuff is so cute. So I own a couple items from Quince, and one of them is the Italian leather hand-woven crossbody purse in green, emerald, and I get compliments on it all the time. It's a small purse, which I really love because then I don't put as many things in it. Um, Guys, Quince is amazing. They have very luxury items for very cheap prices. Get warm weather ready, baby, with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash GWF for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash GWF to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash GWF. Wow. I am very excited for this week's guest. This is a big guest. Holy shit. Christina's fave. One of my favorite porn stars uh, on the planet who I've been a fan of for a very long time. It was very uh, odd, but cool to talk to somebody that I like masturbated to time after time yeah um she's so fucking cool she's an award-winning porn star an adult film director two-time author and podcast host ladies and gentlemen please welcome to the show asa akira please oh please i don't know what you're saying when you look at me your body speaks a language i can barely read giving to me baby just talking before uh you got here like no one asks awesome. porn stars like hey what, what do, do you think that? how do you pronounce your name tell you us like a little bit about where you're from like not sex you know what i mean well it's, it's weird true. because we've interviewed two porn stars on this podcast so far and you're the only one that i've actively masturbated to so oh, it's so you. weird <laughs> <laughs> Is that weird for your? No, not. I love it. I think I think it's that's like me, the probably. ultimate compliment. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, like I didn't get into porn because I don't want people jerking off to me. Good point, know? right? That Good makes point. a lot of sense. <laughs> so what? Have, what was your childhood like? What's what do we got? What were we working? Um, with? I'm actually from right here, in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a really, I think like a really normal wholesome background i'm an only child what that's crazy how (laughs) it's true um and you know like my parents are still together i've never had any kind of trauma 
you know, I'm, I've been really fortunate. Like I never been raped or anything like that. Um, and I'm, I, I feel, I, I, I don't know. Like I, I took this test <laughs> on Facebook. On BuzzFeed? Oh, okay. <laughs> same thing. Same thing. I <laughs> mean, um, it was like this, like check your privilege test. And I felt like I scored really high because I'm Asian. So I'm, you know, a minority, but I grew up in New York city. So like being it's not the same, right? As yeah, if I were from bubble. like Wisconsin right. or whatever. So I, I do, what I wanted to say is like, I feel like I do come from like a very lucky background. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a long time, I was like, why am I in porn? Like, this is wrong. <laughs> like, why do I want to do this? And now I'm like, ah, whatever. I'm just really horny. Why? Yeah. <laughs> why are you in porn? It's because you're horny? I, yeah. You know, like I, I was searching for the answer for so long. I'm in therapy and everything. And like, I'm still, I guess, kind of looking for the answer. But I I think I'm just like a really hypersexual person. I'm not, I I don't really feel the need to like find my excuse anymore. Yeah, I I felt like that with like kinks that I have because I used to try and dissect it. But I'm like, I don't want to ruin it for myself. I enjoy it. No one's getting hurt. Who gives a shit? That's the other thing is like when you overanalyze it, it becomes like too almost too technical. Yeah, Yeah, like I... Well, that's interesting that you're finding it. Like, would you, do you find there's something like wrong with doing porn or did you? I think so. Yeah, for sure. I definitely grew up with the stigma of like Mm. sexuality is bad. I I think my parents are like pretty progressive people, but not, but, but they still like, we don't really talk about sex at home. You know, when we're watching a movie and two people are fucking, it's awkward. Oh, I leave the room. I do that with my parents. I hate that. It's awful. (laughs) So uncomfortable. I'm 32 and I still (laughs) feel weird about that. And like, I remember even from a young age, like I get caught masturbating Mm -hmm. and like my mom would be like, no, 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 we don't do that. Oh, you got caught. I never got caught. All the time. I did it 24 seven. I can't believe I didn't get caught. Yeah. And it's, And that's the other thing, like in therapy, um, I learned that a lot of times, like when children masturbate really young from a really young age, it means they're from like a chaotic household and they do it as like a self-soothing thing. Oh, I didn't know that, but that makes sense. Yeah. It was a little chaotic. Yeah. My parents fight a lot. I wouldn't say chaotic. Like I feel like I came from a stable home, but my parents did argue a lot. So maybe that's what that is because they know. my parents yelled at each other and yeah. I would be upstairs with my hand, like fingers in my ears being like stop yelling <laughs> so that actually makes a lot of sense yeah so I think like that's the closest I've come to that how do they know you do porn yeah they do okay because like, how can you hide that yeah you're a famous porn star like that's got to be well, tricky. when I first started I did not tell them and I was like if they find out they find out I'll deal with that I'll cross that bridge when I get to it and um, so I didn't tell them. They found out pretty much right away. It was like six months into doing porn. My mom calls me and we're close. So it was like torture, like hiding this huge part of my life. And my mom was like, I saw something on TV and I don't even want to know what that meant. TV, or, yeah. Yeah, like why would I be on TV? Like, it, I, but I don't want to pry. Like, I don't want to know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. If that's what she it's wanted to fine. say, if how she's discovered it, sure. Whatever yeah. makes you comfortable. So, um, and then obviously, you know, it was a strain on our relationship. But, you know, over the years, like they see that I'm healthy and that I'm happy and I'm not on drugs or, um, you know, anything like that. So I think they've, they're coming to peace with it. Um, and now I live two blocks away from them. So, oh, like, that's yeah. Fun. So it's, 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 um, it's been like kind of a journey, but we're good now. How do far much do you get into it with your parents? Do they inquire or do you bring it up about any, like, I just want to make sure you're okay. What did I do something wrong? Yeah. I think that's the 
biggest source of pain of me doing porn is like my mom is, you know, I think Asian moms are a lot like Jewish moms in the sense (laughs) that like they're very overbearing and carry a lot of like guilt and it's a lot of like me, me, me type stuff. Mm -hmm. So my mom is very much like, what did I do that you're in porn? And it's it's really hard for me to convince her that it's like not her fault. Yeah. And you don't have to be an unhealthy person mentally, physically to want to do pornography. Right. And I don't know that I'll ever win that battle with my parents. I don't know that they'll ever be fully convinced that like I'm doing it in a healthy way that I'm not fucked up. <laughs> right. And a lot of things with porn too. One thing that I've learned when we talked to Stoya, um, cause she used to date my, my boyfriend and, and we got into it uh, about testing and porn. Mm-hmm. And that's like porn actresses are almost the safest, uh, sexually in terms of STDs because you are aware of your status cause you're constantly getting tested. Right? I think so. Yeah. Like now we get tested every two weeks and you know, I, before I got into porn, I was a pretty, um, promiscuous person and you know, I, I feel much safer now. Um, mm. Like I'm definitely having sex with more people now, but I, I also feel a lot safer. Um, you know, I'm working with tested people in a controlled environment. Who you like. Who you I you like. interview people before you have scenes with them? Um, No, I wouldn't them? say interview. Or, <laughs> but like, chat on a cup of I'm, I'm yeah. in a really lucky position where like I, so now I'm contracted to a company called Wicked Pictures. So I get a lot of say in who I'm working with, what That's I'm doing, good. what kind of scenes I'm doing. Um, and, and to get, view that porn, mm-hmm. you have to pay? Yeah, wicked for sure. Well, that and that I think is something that we uh, it's come to my attention that we should probably be pushing like porn that you pay for a little more over these tube sites because Steven knows so much about the porn industry through through dating Stoya and and it's like one dude owns all those tube sites and the uh, the actors and actresses don't get paid well and their the conditions aren't necessarily the best and right. like Stoya has her trench coat uh, company and and it's like they, we should be probably pushing this on people for more. sure and you know I get ask this all the time, like, oh, like what's the before and after like? And I actually got into porn right when like the internet was hitting it big. It was oh, in 2008. Good so timing. it was <laughs> actually, well, so I don't bad. know because like, it sounds like the golden era of porn was right when VHS, DVD and internet all crossed. Mm-hmm. So they were making like all this money now with free porn everywhere. Um, I, I don't know what it was like before free porn. Like yeah. that's all I know. So I haven't seen a difference. Um, but of course it's affecting us. Of course. I mean, one thing though, we will get emails from listeners who are like 11 is probably the youngest mm-hmm. that we've heard from. And I, that's at, kind of awesome. It is. Sure. At first I was a little horrified because I was like, oh, an 11 year old's mm-hmm. listening to me talking about my clit. <laughs> but then if they're not getting information from us talking, they're getting it from porn. And people right. have this huge misconception about porn sex and regular sex. Totally. In your opinion, what's the main difference? I mean, the main difference is that one is fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I think, you know, like it, it's I it's definitely something I feel really conflicted about because personally I have and I, I know like you guys talk about this a lot, but like I have crazy twisted fantasies. I love having like really violent, dirty sex. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love all of it, but I also like that. And I definitely incorporate a lot of that stuff into my porn as well. And I would not want that to be someone's introduction to sexuality. Well, because what they're missing, what that's missing, a lot of porn videos that are like BDSM focused, I think Mm -hmm. a lot of times they don't cover like the conversation about boundaries that happens beforehand. Or ever. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You never really 
cover that. <laughs> that footage is not really out there ever. Yeah. Um, we do have those conversations before we shoot scenes and we definitely have no lists and we have, you know, our lists of things we do and don't do and what turns us on and what doesn't. And that context is all missing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I think I really do believe, though, that if we had more sex education in schools from a younger age, like it wouldn't be so confusing. Like no one would view porn as education if we had sex exactly education. if we had got education yeah. elsewhere so it, it's I wish like I, I don't see us as the problem but I I do feel like very conflicted about it now those conversations the no conversations and the likes and dislikes is that mandated or is that something that porn stars came together and decided we're gonna do this pretty much everything in porn has been like the like industry coming together and making our own rules. Mm -hmm. um, I would say like nothing is nothing is like legally mandated. Mm -hmm. Like we can't even actually legally ask to see anyone's test. Oh. Um, so like there's a lot of like gray area in the way we share our tests. Like now we're all on a, a system and it's like a, an online database. Mm -hmm. um, it used to be just like you show someone your piece of paper. Um, yeah. You know, some people got away with faking those. And like, it, it's it sucks because like I, I very much like I trust my coworkers and I definitely feel like we have, you know, this bond of like, we're already ostracized so much from society. All we have is each other. Yeah. Let's you make know, the best. Of yeah. It. Let's make the best of it. Like, um, let's not lie about our tests. Um, so, um, yeah, like everything has, pr is pretty much like on the honor system. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's proof because of the database and of everything, course, yeah. but yeah, like, so the, the, you know, the conversations are not mandated, but like pretty much any, respectful or even respected performer is going to have that conversation before the scene. That's great. What know. are your no's? Um, I have like really specific no's. I have three people on my no list. Um, I'm, I'm really like, I feel like I'm the perfect fit for porn. I always say like porn is the perfect job for a really specific kind of person. And then for everyone else, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I definitely fall under that category of like, it's the best job ever for me. Um, but like, I'm really... I think I'm really able to find something in pretty much anyone that I like want to have sex with them. Oh, yeah. Um, or I can find, I can make something turn me on. So it's really rare that like, I'm, I'm like, this person is just like, absolutely not. So all my, all my no list, like reasons are like personal. Right. So if it's a person, it's like, well, they creep yeah. you out. And, yeah. yeah. I'm like, this guy like... doesn't like women. Yeah. Is it only men on the no list? Actually? Yeah, it okay. is. Um, <laughs> not surprised. Um, <laughs> um, but I, I mean, officially, yeah. Like I, I'm sure there are women that would, I would get booked with and I'd be like, no, I don't want to work with her. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, it's just, you almost like don't have to put a woman on your no, no list because like the men, we only have like 20 that we cycle through over and over. Yeah. Whereas women, it's like thousands of them coming in every single day. Yeah. So it's a little bit different. Um, but yeah, my hard nose, um, I don't like my nipples pinched. Oh, but so it's like either. Oh, yeah, it's I don't so like sensitive, it. Yeah. But other people like really love their nipples yeah. just like screwed, twisted in half. Not into it. Can I ask, are your breasts real? No, they're fake. Okay. So wait, did that, did it desensitize your nipple at all? No, mm. um, it didn't. I, 
if anything, my nipples are really sensitive. That's why I don't like them pinched. Um, I I figured, yeah. Yeah. So like, but I do hear a lot of women saying once they get their boobs done, they lose like all sensation pretty much Uh, in their nipples. I've talked to some women that are like, the nipples are the spot for me. Just twist them and beat them up and hit them. And I'm like, yeah, no, 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 no. Do they yell cut when they film? Like, are there cuts when they film porn? It depends on the type of scene you're shooting or like what company. So like for Wicked, we shoot most, mostly features, which is like when there's dialogue and there's right. a plot and it's it's basically like a movie with sex yeah. scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, so at Wicked, we cut a lot because, you know, it, it's just like a, it's a bigger production. It's more produced, I guess you could uh, say. Has anybody ever yelled cut while you're on a guy's dick? Yeah. That's so weird. All the time. And then you just like get off his dick and then you're like, well, what, what did you it envision depends. for this director? It depends who the guy is, I guess. Like, if I'm into the guy, I'm just going to keep fucking him and I'll let them cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, like, keep, I'll listen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll, like, try to do yeah. double tasks. That's yeah. Great. But, like, I mean, I, I'm a fan of, like, keeping the chemistry going. Like, I, like, even when we're cutting, like, I'll always try to stay engaged, whether it's with a guy or a girl, um, whether, you know, they need to keep hard or not. Like, I just, I don't know. To me, it's more fun. It, and that's why I like, like your porn, because it's like engaged. you were into it. You can tell totally. that you love it. And I that makes it. me, like, w- able to enjoy it so much more. Yeah. And I think I, it, it it sucks. Like, when I, when I notice that someone's not into it, I feel really bad because a guy. So uh, has that ever happened with a guy? Yeah, for sure. And the guy's not into it. Yeah, I wow. think. Um, do you ever ask? Be like, dude, do you want to be here? <laughs> like, double check. Blink once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get you out, out here. <laughs> um, I, I mean, and maybe this is you know totally sexist to say, but when the guys aren't into it, I don't feel bad for them at all because it's like women have been making that sacrifice and yeah, kept going for like, a long time. Yeah, like I just it doesn't like trigger that in me right. to feel well, bad. It's also, for them. I don't think they were like trafficked into it. Right, that's the other <laughs> yeah. thing. Right, they're a little and, less vulnerable as people. Yeah, and I I hate even to think like that, but it's I get it kind of true. And then I I think like a lot of times women, um, you know. Like, I, I think it's just a situation you see more that the woman is like victimized and she's in porn. And that yeah. sucks. Like whether it's- Hot Girls Wanted documentary. Yeah, exactly. Like, Damn it. Yeah. And like the Hot Girls Wanted documentary, like a lot of people in the industry are like really anti, but I think it was actually like a pretty important documentary because I personally didn't know that side of the industry existed. Mm, interesting. And I don't deny that it does exist because I, I think amateur is like a whole other world. Pro that, ca- that category. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. category of porn is it's a totally different world. And, you know, like I it really opened my eyes to like that side of the industry. Yeah. And I feel really lucky. And I, I I feel like I've had such a privileged experience in porn, like to not have to go through that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would have totally turned me off in a way and damaged me in a lot of ways. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I I definitely don't agree with what was going yeah, on. Like, don't force thing. people or guilt yeah. them. <laughs> and how about guys, don't do that? What were you guys talking about before we oh, recorded? Well, we'll go back to that. But just, i sorry, we we got off on a tangent, but I don't think you finished your list of hard no's as far as sexual oh, yeah. acts. Nipples. Because I know yeah. people are going to be like, what else was it? <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> um, this is actually a really shallow one, but <laughs> I, I love being... I like, I'm not so much into the humiliation stuff, but I like being kind of degraded. Like I love being called a whore. I love being called a slut. And I think that all stems from being called a whore and a slut. Yeah. Cause you want control over it. And then, yeah. And then somewhere along the way I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to make it turn me on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so there's that, but like, I don't like when 
I don't like when someone like um, humiliates me. Like I don't like oinking like a pig. Oh my that god! Yeah, that turned me on. Someone yeah. asked me to bark like a dog, and I yeah. was like, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> so like that kind of stuff. And, that's and in your personal life that happened. Um, no, that's more on a porn set. And oh. and the thing is, like in my personal life, if a guy is genuinely into that, I can get into it. Like right. I'll I'll maybe not like ask for it on my own. Right. But if I can see that it genuinely turns you on, you know, I'm willing to try it. Yeah. But like on a porn set, it's like, I'm, you're not doing it because it turns you on. You're doing it because it's that's entertaining. A, that's an interesting line to just throw out there during a porn shoot with, that wasn't yeah. previously previously discussed. Like, because <laughs> are you like, what's the theme of our fucking? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta yeah. go over that, right? Yeah, totally. And, and usually you do... That's like, if anything, the director goes over the theme and, and like, you know, just by sh- what yeah. company you're shooting for, like what kind of scene, if it's kink.com, for example, like, you know what you're getting into. You're, yeah. it's not going to be a romance scene. Right, um, right. so yeah. So, um, it, it, yeah, context is everything, I guess. So, so if it's a scene where it's like just basically sex and not a, a lot of dialogue is, is it, is there a script for the sexual acts that will happen? Sometimes, yeah. I, I wouldn't say a script. It's not like a tangible thing. Mm-hmm. But the director, for example, a company like Brazzers okay. is usually like, we want you to hit these three positions. What you do in between them, we don't care. But okay. we, and they're doing it for like the ads and the, you know, like the mm-hmm. banners and stuff. They're like, we want to see you in reverse <laughs> oh, cowgirl in the yellow shirt. Those and banners, <laughs> though, can really get fuck ya. up my 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 being yeah, turned on because right there. and sometimes it's like that girl looks twelve. I don't want to see that. God yeah. damn it! That's a big category, and Ugh. yeah, I. You know what? Actually, I would say that's almost a hard no for me too. Like I, I'm not into. I, I don't mind playing the MILF. Like, that doesn't bother me at all. I think MILFs can be totally hot. Like, the age thing is fine for me. I I feel pretty comfortable, like, being an older woman in porn, which yeah. is crazy. That That's your 31. I'm like, yeah. I'm so old. You're fucking ancient porn. That's <laughs> but crazy. But it's true. Yeah. I am. Um, but that doesn't bother me. But, like, I don't, like, it just doesn't turn me on to, like, play the the taking advantage of the younger girl role. Like yeah. that's not hot to me. Yeah. So I, I, I have one thing I've tried to keep constant while I've been in porn. And I, I feel like, I feel like I got into porn when I was 23, which is again, pretty old to get into porn. <laughs> Cause a lot of girls are getting in, you know, the day after their 18th birthday. Yeah. But I'm so glad that I waited because, you know, I, I had the confidence to say no to the things I don't want to do. And I Mm. had a more clear cut idea of like what my sexuality was, not a total idea, not a complete idea. But better than when you were 18. Much better than when I was 18. And I think like one thing I've consistently been able to do is like, if it doesn't turn me on, I shouldn't do it. Um, and that's something I try to keep in my mind. And it's really, I think every woman and man should have that. Yeah, totally, totally. And like, I don't, I, I, I even find myself almost forgetting that constantly. So like, I, I think reminding myself of that has abled me to like do porn with integrity. Well, a lot, I think a lot of people, sounds. no, I get that. A lot of people don't <laughs> think of that. We, we have, Corinne and I have a live show and there's a segment where you invite couples on stage mm-hmm. and we bring, we have the girls, I go off with the girls and Corinne asks the guys questions. We bring the girls back on and I ask them the question to see if their answer matches. And it's usually, it's about sex, mm-hmm. but um, they have to think. And I'm like, think from your vagina, think from your <laughs> yeah. pussy. Like, what do you want to do? And they, cause they always are like, well, what is he, I think he said, or what does totally. he want to do? I'm like, 
No, think from your pussy. Yeah. It's and important. It's yeah, I'm constantly reminding myself of that. I like that though. Think from your pussy. Absolutely. How did you how did you get in how does one get into porn? So I got into porn pretty gradually. Um I had I was always like really fascinated with the sex industry. Like even growing up, I was like, oh my God, strippers and hookers are just like awesome people. <laughs> um, but I didn't know any because like growing up in New York, you just don't meet people like in porn or like right. you, you just don't like it's it's not like California. So um, I don't know. It just like felt like this very far away dream <laughs> of like like so I, I can only it's like a children's book. Yeah, I, I couldn't envision <laughs> the dream. Well, yeah, like, yeah. I, I imagine it's like how kids feel about being like an astronaut. Like, yeah. oh, I'll never get there. So I thought about Please comedy. write this children's book. Oh my God, this is an amazing children's <laughs> yeah. book. I love it. Asa's dream. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to be a sex worker. <laughs> so I was walking down the street one day and I was with my ex-husband at the time and this super shady looking guy came up to me and he was like, it was actually on right kind of around here. Oh, really? And he was like, hey, um, are you interested in being in the adult entertainment industry? Just came up and asked you that, and huh? like. I am. And like, I felt like it was like a calling. You were discovered. Like, you really were interested. I, yes, I that was some so Natalie discovered. Portman in a pizza yes. shop shit. shit. <laughs> That's exactly what that is. Oh my God. And I was like, yes. <laughs> he probably, did he, was he surprised that you said that so enthusiastically? I don't, I don't even know. Like it was a very me moment and That's I don't remember. <laughs> like, wow. I don't remember like what his reaction was or anything, but he was like, follow me upstairs. And we went upstairs to his dungeon Oh, um, and did you, had your ex known your dream? Yeah, my ex oh, knew. And he was cool with it? Nobody in my life was surprised when I okay. got into porn or anything. Okay. <laughs> um, but like this, so this guy actually ran the night shift of a dungeon, like an S&M dungeon. Oh. So I started training to become a dominatrix Ooh. the next day. And yeah, like it's, it was, it, I'm not like really a sexually dominant person naturally, but it was, it was so eye opening, And like, I learned so much and it was, I, like every day I felt like I was high because it was just like I'm That's learning crazy. so much and like it, it was so cool so I did that for like a year and then I met a girl who was stripping and I was like "Ooh, I want to try that so I got into that and then from there I went on a radio show where I met a porn star and I was like get me in yeah please there's your in yeah and that was my in wow and so it, it felt it, it was like a three or four year process that sounds good though that is like a mm -hmm. nice gradual dip in your toe totally. in, making sure you liked every step of the mm -hmm. way and then you work up to like yeah I, I see it as like graduating yeah into porn. yeah <laughs> so serendipitous <laughs> actually yes I do want to be in the sex yeah. industry whoa what okay yeah and, yeah like I looking back I'm like so worried for myself because the now me would never have followed that guy anywhere. Like he yeah. was like literally missing teeth. Oh, so <laughs> damn. I'm glad it worked out yeah. really well. Well, yeah. you can be a little ballsier when like your husband's with you. That's true too. Yeah. Totally. You like can. all, everything came together. So. The stars aligned to yeah, get you into porn. He really did. And your <laughs> husband never cared about. No, he was very, very cool about it. And I like, we don't talk anymore, but I'm still like really thankful for him for like that part of my life. Cause I, I think I, I became more comfortable with being like a slut with him. Like yeah. he appreciated he it. Yeah. It, totally support system. And like, he was the first guy that I was ever with that like, didn't like shame me for my sexuality. Like I felt very appreciated. And were you like, oh my God, I can be with a guy who doesn't make me feel worse about being sexual. Yeah. And he appreciates yeah, it. Yeah. Like nuts. it was, it was, it was just, it really, really, really changed my life. 
So your divorce had nothing to do with the industry? No, 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 not at all. And, and in fact, when we divorced, I wasn't even in porn. I was stripping. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And um, so. what we were talking about before, uh, when Christina walked in, was was your current husband. You were mm-hmm. telling me, I was telling you my dream of uh, getting married and having my husband live in the same apartment building, but in a different uh, unit. Mm-hmm. And then you lunged over and said, oh my God, that's my dream too. And explained to me your living situation. So if you could tell everyone, you're married, <laughs> you're married now this is I'm your second now. husband this is my second husband mm-hmm. um we have separate bedrooms so we live in the same house cool. right but we have separate bedrooms but my ultimate dream is i heard once that uh that frida kahlo <laughs> lived in gal. her and her husband lived in two separate houses that were connected by a bridge <gasps> and to that's me that's cute that's like the most romantic thing i've ever heard in my life agreed because <laughs> personal space is very important i don't care how much i'm madly totally. in love with you want to fuck you all the time like i need my own Totally. Thing. That's why I turned my closet into an office because I was like, I need a space that's just mine. Yeah, to you like don't go into put your things mm-hmm. and like no one can touch it. And and also just like I don't know, I just like the idea of having my own space. Like yeah. it's um, and I think a lot of it is I'm an only child. Also, I grew up in New York City with like in an apartment. So like, I, I think the space that you have is so valuable it's in precious, New York because yeah. you have so little of it. Yeah. So I think there's definitely a part of me that's like terrified of that going away. Mm-hmm. Um, even living in LA. And and I, I actually recently just got a place in New York and nice. like this place is totally my own because my husband's in LA. I was gonna say, is he going to be by oh, coastal too? Yeah. No, okay. no, no, no. no. He's totally awesome. in LA. So like, I'm kind of secretly like, not so secretly now that I'm saying it on a podcast, <laughs> but like, I'm, I'm very like, Oh, this is my apartment. Your oasis of just you. <laughs> You're gonna have so many staycations. Be great. Yeah. yeah. But I, I definitely, I, I love being alone. I'm Ugh, it's is, fun. Is your relationship with your husband monogamous besides so, the obviously work? <laughs> yeah. I, I love that you even asked that because, um, it, it's so hard for people to wrap their head around it, which is normal, I guess, because of, you know, the way we grow up and stuff. But yeah, we are monogamous outside of porn. Um, so we do whatever we want for money. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, but when we're at home, we're like the most normal, conventionally normal couple ever. How is he in the industry too? He is. He oh, is. Okay. He's oh, in the industry. Perfect. Yeah. So he yeah. gets it. Like he, totally he understands it. it a whole different way. Totally. That's awesome. And I think he he's also had one previous marriage in porn mm-hmm. and he was with her for 10 years. So he's super understanding of like, like I'm totally cool with whatever he does on set. But of course I have those days that I'm like, you're working with her again? Yeah. And like, it's totally like <laughs> irrational and unjustified jealousy. But, you know, it happens. It's normal, I think, to totally. get a little jealous. And then like, I draw the line in weird places. Like if he goes to lunch with someone after working with them, I'm like, you did what? <laughs> and then it's cheating. like, yeah, you're cheating. Yeah. Um, you ate the pussy, but you can't eat the sandwich. <laughs> exactly. It's, that's. I'm going to say that's exactly one. that to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's your sex life with your husband? Um, it's pretty normal. I mean, we've been married for five years. It mm. used to be crazy. How so? Um, so we met on a porn set. We met, we met on a porn set on what was supposed to be a boy, boy, girl, vaginal three-way. Fun. And it ended up being my first double penetration scene because I was like so turned on. Oh, and, wow. By yeah. him? By him. Nice. So he was in my ass and there was another gentleman in my pussy. <laughs> and we fell in love. That is very cute. And also DP scares the goddamn daylights I out wouldn't of me. Have, I wouldn't have done it if it didn't happen like that. Like I, in fact, 
I never thought I would do anal on camera. And now it's like kind of like my specialty, I guess. But if it weren't for that scene, I would, that scene changed my life because I went into it thinking one thing and it just ended up being something totally else something totally different. And I, it changed my mentality for everything. I was like, interesting. I'm going to start going into everything with an open mind now because that's awesome. I discovered that I love something that I wasn't even open to. How do you, what? Okay. So let's switch it to a anal prep and how to enjoy anal sex. Well, it's all in the prep and you have to be turned on like so hard before you get to the ass. Totally. And for me, I mean, I, everyone's different, but for me personally, like the paranoia of getting clean was everything. Yeah. Like once I, once I got my system down to like get clean and like not shit all over everyone. Right. Like, did you do that? I could totally relax. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I start, I start my prep 24 hours before. Makes mm-hmm. sense. So, um, so like I start and I use like a big gallon and a bag and then I also gallon? drink this. Yeah. Damn. I drink this stuff called psyllium husk and that's that's the secret. Whoa. Like I am telling you, you the where secret. do you get that? Yeah. So you can get it at Whole Foods. You can get it at Trader oh. Joe's. It's totally all natural. It's like the fiber that's in Metamucil, uh. but you, I get the whole husks and you mix it in water and you drink it for like three days before you're going to have anal sex. And what it does is like, this is going to get a little gross. Just so let's do it. Um, <clears throat> so it's a fiber, but like, rather than just like giving you diarrhea and cleaning you out that way, what it does is like, it kind of like goes through your system and collects everything and compacts and you just it. Shit on the, you're just shit so for like, hours. <laughs> yeah. So like, well, not even, but like, like once you enema it out, it's, it, you don't have like all this like brown liquid in you. Right. It's, it's almost like it's just solidified and just comes out that way. That's so you're nice. good. That's yeah. like a good um, detox. That's even a, if you're not going to, totally. It's I got a dick in your ass. I got a colonic <laughs> once and I was like, oh, love it. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, is it, is it, is the husk, like where, what aisle is this then? I'm like, do yeah, get it's this? in the, the anal aisle. <laughs> I think it's like in the smoothie aisle. It might be in, yeah. <laughs> so like it's like a powder laxative. that you mix with water? It's a powder, but it's more like, it's, they call it whole husks. Um, It's like flakes. Flakes. Oh, okay. But it like comes in a can food. that looks like oatmeal. It looks exactly like fish food. Perfect. You're very good with analogies. <laughs> she is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it, it, it looks like fish food and it comes in a can that looks like an oatmeal can. And then do you eat regularly? Or I just eat totally like, regularly. Oh. Don't eat beets. That's my. Oh, only, that's very specific because it looks said, like your ass yeah. is bleeding, right? I learned the hard way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I went to the ER for bleeding after anal, and I was like, oh. "Damn it!" I always think I love beets, and I always think I'm bleeding rectally, and then I'm like, "No, I yeah, just ate beets. You're good. You're fine. <laughs> it's good to tell the kids. Yeah. <laughs> They're so tasty." So what else? What about uh, what is the best way to prep physically for anal, like right before the dick goes right in the butt? Um, I think, <laughs> I think for me, like, so. When I learned how to have anal sex, I was having a lot of anal sex at home with my then gay boyfriend. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. He wasn't gay when I was with him. I don't know. Really? The, the thing is, I don't know. Was he That's bi? the answer. Yeah, okay. He. Well, you know what? I was like, I have like... I, I, I'm so, I only watch gay porn. So I'm like really? super turned on by gay porn. What? Yes. Why? Why? Are Two we just men masochists? with their dicks? Like, no, because it's so, it's Extra so dicks. manly and hot and oh. masculine to me. <laughs> so hot. Mm. Oh my God. And you know, there's, swords. and I'm for me, like as someone with like OCD, like they're so clean. You just yeah. know. Yeah. Cause I'm like, oh, they're so clean. This is great. Yeah. So, Extra yeah. clean. So that's how I actually learned how to clean my ass. <laughs> so, so th- my, <laughs> he was my boyfriend at the time and I would, I would fuck his ass with a strap on and I would 
beg him to do gay stuff. Like, just just suck a dick. And he was like, no, not my thing. And I mean, oh, I guess I, guess I had to respect opened it. opened a wormhole you know? in there. Can of <laughs> Maybe, worms. I don't know. But like, but he taught me how to clean my ass. And like, he was the one who, I guess, essentially trained my asshole. Oh, so I, I think the trick was like to do it a lot of times in a small space of time. Like, um, oh. so like, like I, I would suggest doing it like 15 times in a month. Anal. And I think that's like what, yeah, anal. And I think that's what, cause that, my asshole, it feels very like, um, it hurt a lot the fir- those first 20 times. And then now it never <laughs> hurts. Yeah. You know oh, what I really? Mean? Not that it never hurts. Because well, your asshole is flexible, right. but you have to warm it up. Yeah. It feels very much like a muscle I trained. So right. I can open it up pretty easily now. Really? Yeah. Like now Damn. I don't even prep before a scene. Wow. Yeah. Because um, you're, ha- you're, and you're having anal sex regularly enough that it keeps. Not even regularly no? enough. It's, I it's think I just, just did mu- it those 20 times. Your and really? Trained. It's trained. It's okay. trained. And like, I think it's, I don't know. For me, like when I'm watching porn, like I think it's hot when you can tell that the dick is going in the asshole for the first time that day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, how can you tell? I, I Like it doesn't glide in so easily and yeah. maybe the ass isn't like quite so lubed up. I don't know. I just think it's hot when it's like that initial reaction to me is like really hot. Well, somebody experiencing <laughs> a new sensation. Yeah. What is, if you don't mind me asking, like mm-hmm. what's the size of the biggest dick that's been in your butt? Probably Mandingo, um, which I don't. Whoa, sounds I don't big, know. but I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's like big. this microphone, like girthy or. Oh yeah. Mm. Whoa. Yeah. Because I was at a uh, pleasure chest. Uh, I took a t- Tristan Taramino had a class on mm-hmm. kink, and I was like, "What?" Stephen was like, "We're going." Love her, and um, she's awesome. Yeah. And there was this toy in the store that was huge, and I I asked one of the people, and I was like, "That's for your butt, right?" Because I think I did that again with you. Like mm-hmm. I was like, "Wait, excuse me, does this go? This goes in your rectum?" They're like, "Yeah." Like, so people put that in their butt and it was the size of like bigger than this cup. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like, like sometimes they'll have like a huge dildo on the, like by the cashier and you think it's a novelty, but it's not. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. Like, that goes in you. Um, mm. I find that generally like the real size Queens are men. Yeah. Is what I found. Like f- just like from personal experience, like not trying to generalize or anything, but from personal experience, I have found that, that like those toys, the people buying them men dudes, yeah. yeah like i mean i i'm i'm not really like a size person per mm-hmm. se like I, when i'm watching porn yeah like i like to see big dicks but like in my personal life i prefer something a little bit more normal that's good yeah so um but i do find that i can fit more in my asshole than my vagina really mm-hmm. so interesting huh. wow does it feel better so it doesn't necessarily feel better when there's a bigger dick in your butt no no, no. okay i would ever... say something more normal feels better okay i think it's... average is average for a reason right because it's good yeah it's like common. like in theory i'm like i love big dicks and then like when i'm actually fucking i'm like oh wait actually i think i prefer normal like, yeah average yes <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Have you ever had an anal orgasm? Yes. Okay. Uh, me too. I discovered it once with a vibrator. And I remember yes. talking to Steven about it. And at the time he was dating story because we that's when we first met. And I told we got in this crazy conversation and then I mentioned it. And he goes, What? That's not, I don't know. I've never heard of that. And I'm like, really? And then I looked it up and I still never heard of it. And then recently there was some article about anal orgasms. And I'm like, dude, it's they're a thing. fun. It's totally a thing. I think my favorite is like even like Put, I, I'm not really a butt plug fan, but like having a butt plug in and then putting a vibrator against that butt plug Ooh, good feels call. so good. It's and also masturbating with a vibrator with a tampon in is pretty fun. I don't know that I've I ever really done that. Like actually, that. <laughs> sometimes I'll just put a tampon in. <laughs> 
like dry. Yeah. And I'm like, this is better. Well, then it's like a mi- mini dildo. Exactly. And it's tiny. A tampon's tiny. That's but it's really feels, interesting. It, it makes the or vaginas are fucking nuts because nuts. you can have all these kinds of orgasms like in every t- tiny little totally. part and they're different from one another. Totally. And I still am confused and don't know how to like, pr- it's not like a button that I press. It's yeah. Like I have to feel it and figure it out. Yeah. It's fascinating. It's, like, it's almost like something you can't put into words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to feel your way to yeah. coming. It is crazy how many different kind of orgasms we can have. I feel <sighs> like guys have like two, right? Well, th- well, yeah. And Stephen and I just got into like um, a couple years ago, he got the Aneros and he, cause he wanted to explore it out of, cause of, there was like an instructional video on a porn site that he saw with a dude with an Aneros in and you could see his dick was super hard. Right. He, all he was doing was thrusting the air very lightly with the Aneros in and his dick was like pulsating oh my god it was fascinating to yeah. watch it was so hot and then he finally had an orgasm without touching himself and i was like we need to do that yeah <laughs> and it's crazy to watch a guy have an orgasm with an arrow in there is, yeah it's so hot yeah it's really hot oh god i know i'm like so attracted to i'm i'm so attracted to dudes that are down yeah me too like, that's so hot to me like the less boundaries a guy has, the more I'm like, oh my God, you're so hot. Yeah. It's like, ironically, because a lot of guys, we ask about like the stuff in the butt and they're like, it's gay. I'm not gay. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's nothing. You know what? My husband's like that. And it's such really? a fucking bummer. Like, like, okay. So you asked about our sex life and like, we're, what I meant is like, we're very married. Like we're, we're so normal. And like, you know, like I'm always like, well, we should do something to like spice up our sex life. Right. Like <laughs> that's good to know that even like, you, like to, oh, you totally. and your husband have those conversations. Totally. And like, but he won't even let me finger his butt. And I'm like, how are we supposed to get anywhere if I can't even put my finger in your butt? Like, is it because of like a homo thing? Like I, no homo? I He's I mean, I don't know because he doesn't strike me as like a no homo kind of guy. Like he right. does, he, he'll do double anal, you know what oh. I mean? Like on a girl. Like, oh. so like his dick is literally rubbing against yeah, another man's dick, penis. Yeah. yeah. So like, he's not homophobic and right. like he has gay friends and like, it's, it's not maybe he that. just genuinely it's, doesn't want to. Yeah, I was like, because I was like, we always, because yeah. it's like, it, just because, just in the same way as if you do like butt stuff, it doesn't mean you are homosexual. If you don't like it, it doesn't mean like you're homophobic. You're right. Because yeah. a girl, if a girl doesn't want to do anal, then it's no. Because like, I you're don't right. want to touch my straight boyfriend's butt just because I think straight men are kind of dirty and it's like grosses <laughs> me out. Like, I have no problem. You can touch my butt all day because my butt is very clean. clean. You could yeah. eat a meal off my butt. Like, you really, really could. <laughs> but like, I, I just, like, I, yeah, I don't. Know, I just find no attraction. And like, if he asked me to, I'd certainly be open to it, but he's not asking and I'm not asking him. I'm just not interested in that You're area right. for him. You're right. I think I, I forget that a lot that guys have found like they could say no. <laughs> like, I should respect <laughs> men too. <laughs> right? It's, it's a hard we street. have to remember. Yeah, remind ourselves of that. <laughs> You're right. You're totally right. <laughs> Where is anything like I'm like what a pussy yeah yeah <laughs> come on do it and you're like oh I'm being every guy I, I hate yeah. on my no list because I am being like that or so okay true. yeah yeah sometimes us women we gotta remind ourselves that like oh we should respect men as well you're it's right. hard to remember right. though you know what it's I, hard I'm to remember I'm glad we had this talk there's always an aha moment on the guys we fuck podcast so happy to share with you <laughs> has anything ever gone like comically awry during a 
porn shoot, like like uh, the dick, like you, you go to bounce back on the dick, but it doesn't go in your vagina. Oh. It hits the, punches you in the taint. And you're like, oh my well, God. Well, that's not funny. <laughs> well, <laughs> funny looking back at it maybe. Yeah, in hindsight. Yeah. Um, that shit hurts. Yeah, I, I was doing a scene with a guy and he caught on fire. What? No, yeah. he did So not. we were doing a scene. It was actually for Wicked, but before I was signed with him and we were having sex next to a lit hookah. And he... <laughs> And and oh, no. Wicked, like a lot of times does these like really stylized shoots. So he had a mask on where he couldn't see out of. Oh. There were no eye holes. And he was wearing like this weird, like all this fabric and like shit. it just caught on fire. And then someone was yeah. like, oh, shit, you're on fire. And then we was put it, it out. Was it you who put, noticed he was on fire? Or It was not. No, I was in doggy. <laughs> so my I was and I was also you were like, looking the opposite. Direction. I was wearing this like really elaborate, huge wig. So like Whoa. I couldn't quite like even turn my head. It was like one of those scenes where it's like it's not the most fun to shoot. But yeah. like, it looks you know, good. you're doing something really cool. So it turns you on in that way kind of thing. Um, wow. Mm, but yeah, so, but he was such a pro. It was Tommy Gunn and he was such a pro that we put the fire out and finished the scene. Good for you, you guys. I, That's an award worthy. Yeah, like if it were me, I'd be like, I'm so traumatized. I need to take a week to myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, caught on fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. my gosh. Yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. And how many people are on a porn set? Um, so for wise. Wicked, it's usually like 20 people on a set. That's we a have, lot. Yeah, lot but we have like a... Um, like our productions are pretty big. Do they get boners? Um, I don't know. I'm sure people do, but like, you know, but no also it's like how, you know, it's because it, at a regular day job, sometimes like I'll get horny. Me but, too. Yeah. You Same. know, I'm sure it happens. I, I kind of hope they do actually. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're doing they get a great job. Even but, if um, they don't. But like, um, Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. Oh, the, the crew. You're, it's very oh, big yeah, productions. Yeah. But it can be as small as like for a gonzo shoot, which is actually like kind of the funnest kind of shoot. Mm-hmm. What's that? It's, gonzo. Um, gonzo is like when there's no plot, no talking. Oh. Like you do a little strip tease in the beginning and Ooh, then you get to it. And that that's it. That's super fun. Because like those are the sets where they're like, just have sex and we'll find you. Like the camera will find you. Ooh, and a lot beautiful. of times that's and that's like what my husband shoots. And it, that's usually like you have the you know the talent so what however many people that is in the scene and then you have the director who's very often also the camera guy and then oh, really? maybe like the girl that does makeup oh. but it's a very small set That's- so there is professional makeup artists on set mm-hmm. okay not on every set but um and then a lot of people actually prefer to do their own makeup yeah so i was wondering because i was like i was like is there like a Porn look because obviously makeup oh, yeah. and porn is a lot different than totally. like a major motion picture. Yeah, I, and it's totally skewed my like perception of makeup. Like, yeah, I was like, how do they decide that's this is what dudes love? Yeah, I I don't know, and it's and it's so like you know how like the golden rule in fashion is like a blue outfit, definitely not blue eyeshadow. Right, yes. right, right, right. In porn, it's like oh, blue bikini, definitely blue eyeshadow. Yeah, <laughs> not <laughs> rod blue. It's so like it's so like. Like what dudes think. Look I was going to say, though, because I, I did read this whole article in like one of those like throwaway mags that said mm-hmm. like uh, men actually do love matching colors. I would imagine so. Yeah. Really? It's I very can, basic. Bitch. Yeah. It's very basic. Men are, basic, men are basic. such basic bitches. <laughs> God damn it. I think and and I, I see my husband doing it, too, because he's, he's a director as well. And it's like I, I think it, he'll be like, but she's wearing gold why is like why yeah. is like he just doesn't get like 
things that don't match and coordinating versus actually matching. Yeah. So (laughs) it's so funny. Yeah. And then with your, with your contract, is there anything like in your contract with Wicked that says like you have to maintain a certain weight or you have to maintain a certain physical appearance in some way, your hair? Not, so not technically, no, there's Mm -hmm. nothing in my contract. Well, technically like my contract at this point is pretty much a handshake. Um, Oh, that's nice. But because you're a big star, um, you may I know you're a star. <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I, um, yeah, like before I get my hair cut, for example, I do talk to my boss and that's, I, I don't not really, I'm not coming at it from like a legal standpoint, but like just out of respect, because I do, I do, my looks Your do look represent his brand. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, I, it, it would be. I'd be lying to myself if I said that, like, oh, I can look however I want to look and you should still um, allow me to be the face of your Yeah, like you can't shave your head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And like as much as I, you know, am a feminist and I believe that women should do whatever the fuck we want. Like, yeah, I think if if I'm being paid to represent. I couldn't show up to my day job in a bikini. So, right. Yeah. Like I he hired me for a reason. And so. Yeah, I do wanna... talk to him before, like I get any tattoos or, um, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. And how about like with weaning, uh, lose, losing and gaining weight? I don't know if like how your body is or if that's ever been brought up in your career. I mean, it's the thing I think about the most. Really? really? Cause you're and so petite. It's, it sucks so bad. And I don't, I think it's a combination of porn and just Los Angeles. Mm. Um, but like when I, so growing up in New York, like I always wanted to be thicker. Like I grew up around like hot Puerto Rican girls with big asses. And I was like, just like eating like crazy. And I was always like, I can't be thick enough. Yeah. And, and I do, I, I, on a logical level, I still do believe that men enjoy when like, I think men like when women eat. Mm-hmm. And I think they like like a woman with curves. And I don't necessarily think that like skinny is the ideal. I mean, of course, for like, everybody. Yeah, yeah for, absolutely. but right. it's what we're told. It's but it's ideal. what we're told. And like ever since I went out to L.A. and started porn, which those two things coincided. Mm-hmm. So I don't know which one it is or if it's a combination of both. But like now I'm constantly thinking about my weight and I'm like, oh, I can't be thin enough. And like I'm always on a new diet. I'm always working out and I'm so, so self-conscious of my weight. And I was never like that. Yeah. And it. LA, I hate it. I would say, I mean, I'm sure the porn industry has something to do with it. But when we go to LA, I get a little depressed, like a little bit, yeah, just because it just feels like this com- competitive environment, but I'm not even trying to compete. Even the fucking parking spaces are thinner. And then you got to get be this thin to get out of your fucking car because you can't open the door very far. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely like my, my perception of like beauty has totally just like changed and it sucks. Like I, it's not what, it's not how I think like logically, but I can't help but get wrapped up in it. It's hard and when it, it's in it your face. Sucks. Yeah. And it, and it's, it's crazy because like I, I come here and like I'll even at my, so I have a new job at Barstool Sports. I should probably mention I'm, I also have a podcast. Let me just get that out. Yeah, of yeah. absolutely. Um, it's called KFC Radio. It's through Barstool Sports and you can catch me there. But like, so, so now I have a full-time job at Barstool. So okay. I go to an office every day for two weeks out of the month when I'm in New York. And like, well, you know, we'll just be like going through Instagrams and stuff. And it's so interesting to me how much the standard of beauty is totally, or not even the standard, just like the, 
what we consider beautiful is so different in LA and New York. Like I'll see an Instagram model and be like, damn, that girl's hot. And she'll have like all fake everything. Yeah. Which I've grown to believe is beautiful. (laughs) Um, And like all the guys in the office are like, they're New York guys. And they're like, ew, like that's so not what I think of as hot. And like, it's just, it's just crazy to me. Like how much LA has changed me. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just, you get one thing in LA. And I feel like with, with beauty, like men, especially, I think it's, it's undermining men's capabilities of what they find attractive because Mm -hmm. telling men like you only think skinny women are attractive is bullshit because there are men that love bigger women that Mm -hmm. love like women of every variation color size shape anything and it's like we are more diverse human beings than what the ad industry is telling us yeah and I think especially in LA um, yeah, just it, because everyone is trying to morph into like one person in LA, it feels like it does feel like that we're way. all getting the same procedures. And yeah. well, everyone is slowly turning into like Kim, Kim Kardashian. Kardashian. Yeah, yeah it's who I think is so yeah. hot. So I think hot. she's so hot too. But then you see, but I hate when a other bunch of are... other people and her. You know, her her you know sister looks like her, and yeah. it's and it freaks me the fuck out because I'm like, I do think that's beautiful, but like one time, yeah, but like, not twenty seven times. Be your <laughs> right. version of beautiful that's unique to you. Totally, that's the hottest. Totally, and I I wholeheartedly believe that but I do find myself in LA just getting caught up into that it's easy I don't know to get sw- it's, it's, up into it, it sucks and yeah. and I think that's the thing I'm most I'm most excited to get away from that like when I come here yeah for sure. it's gonna give you some perspective so it's, mm-hmm. um you've had this very uh good experience in the mm-hmm. porn industry and I know there are there's like half of fem- feminists are very like pro-sex worker, Mm -hmm. let's do this. And then there are other feminists who just think across the board, it's a bad idea. Like, what do you, what is your, what do you say to a feminist who says, who speaks for you basically as a sex worker? I, I feel like that brand of feminism is like so harmful. And I mean, of course I say that because I'm on this side of it. Mm -hmm. Right. But like, I just think to me, that's like not feminism. No, right? you're not accepting. Like, you're not. That's, yeah. You shouldn't be telling women what they should be totally. doing. And like I completely if a woman wants to remain a virgin until she gets married or or whatever, like I support that 100 percent. And I think they should support me, too. Exactly. Right. But so, aside from slut shaming, mm-hmm. I think I think the a lot of a lot of the concern comes from like the like the hot girls wanted type mm-hmm. of situation where there's a lot of mistreatment or manipulation of women mm-hmm. and do you, I mean, I'm sure you know people with yeah, and experiences that like that. That's the thing. Like, I, I, I think it's, I think it's equally as harmful to deny that that exists because yeah. it definitely, definitely does. And I definitely recognize that I have been so lucky in mm-hmm. the, like I've had the dream career. Yeah. Um, everything has happened for me in a, in a very, very lucky way. And I, anytime someone says, like a woman tells me they're, thinking of getting into porn. I'm like, don't expect my career because I've right. been so lucky. I All the right things happened for me at the right time. I met all the right people. And that's not going to be the case, probably. Yeah. More probable than not. Yeah. So what um, are like, what are some things someone look, because we do get uh, letters every now and then about people trying to get into sex work. Not you, not usually uh, actually like porn performers, but a lot of people are interested in being like cam girls mm-hmm. or stripping. So is there a, a, a kind of path that is safer to follow in your opinion? Yeah, definitely. I mean, porn wise, I think it's smart to get with a reputable agent. And there's mm. really only like five. Oh. I'll give you guys the names like if, mm-hmm. if yeah. anyone ever asks. Yeah, me. of course. Um, And then like also what I try to tell people is like, I-, I think it's really important to do porn for the quote unquote 
like right reasons and whether that be camming or any kind of sex work at all. And I think if you're doing it for the money, it's not worth it. Like it's just Mm -hmm. not enough money. Like people think we're millionaires and we're not. And, you know, people and even if it were like, it's just not worth the price. Like you're, I, I've ruined my life doing porn. And as much as like, it's brought me so many opportunities, there are so many closed doors for me now. Like what? I'll like, never be able to work with children. Oh, right. You know, um, there's always going to be people who won't associate with me, even on my podcast. Like there, I'm constantly coming across people who like, just don't want to be on a show with me, for example. Really? Yeah. And like, huh. and, and I, I can't knock it. Like if that's, you know, what, they want their brand to be fine. Like we're like a high but, level politician or something. Yeah. I would imagine like, even if they have no problem personally with the right. porn industry, like there would be too much backlash. And yeah. unfortunately society controls what individual people exactly. do now. So maybe they personally don't have a problem with it, but uh, you know, the fact that it will affect their life. Yeah. Um. So like, I think to me, the right reason to do porn or any kind of sex work is just because you want to. Right. Yeah. And like, and just knowing that it's going to close a lot of doors for you. And if it's still worth it, do it. If you would do this for a normal paying, like a minimum wage job, then it's the for job $12 for you. Now. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. what I say to would. comedians. Like if there's, if there's another, any other thing in this world that you would want to do, do that instead. <laughs> right. But if you only want to do comedy, Okay. I think actually I I know a lot of comedians and like, I feel like if there's any two people that are so alike in this world, it's comics and porn stars. (laughs) I think we get off on the same thing. Yeah. I feel like, I think the way laughter feels to you guys is how we feel. Well, yeah. yeah. When you explain so it makes, laughing makes yeah. me horny. Like yeah. that's my horny, <laughs> creative horniness. And like. it's, um, it's definitely like an attention thing. Uh-huh. It's definitely like, um, a gratification. Like, um, we, d- I think we are feeding off the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I think there's an ugliness to it a little oh, bit. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> totally. There is a darkness. Um, there's definitely an but aspect we where we'll never be happy. <laughs> oh, totally, totally. <laughs> but also, um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I find myself getting along with comedians the most because of that. I think. Interesting. I, I see. Are porn stars funny? Because in my experience, comedians are very good in bed. You are very. <laughs> you are so fucking funny on social media. I love every your Instagram account. I fucking love. Like, Thank you. Your sense of humor is amazing, and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, like I, I think I, I, I love laughing at myself, and I, I think that's like. What keeps me going? Yeah, what yeah, else can totally. you do? Do people ever say things to you on the streets like foul, gross shit? Shockingly, really? no. Wow. Um, That's shockingly, great. I, I've had like a couple bad experiences in public, but like, like I would even think before getting into porn, I would have thought a porn star like walking down the street, at least one person a day would be like whore or whatever. Oh, yeah. Never. Wow. Nothing like that has ever happened. Um, So I, and or I don't just people maybe being weird, like because like, I don't hey, wouldn't necessarily. Sexy. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily think that they would yell horse slut at you because mm-hmm. obviously they recognize you because they watched your porn. Yeah, but more like I would think dudes. like, hey, you yeah. want to go uh, upstairs and fuck or Not something? Not even. I think nice. I think people have less balls in person. Yeah, they. Yeah, um, that's true. Like obviously on the internet every single day. Uh, uh, you know, like, yeah. but I I don't even. I I feel like. 
That's great. I mean, my therapist would disagree, but I feel like that just like <laughs> rolls right off my back. Like yeah. I don't even notice it anymore. Maybe I'm just so jaded. But like when people say nasty things to me on the internet, I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. But you realize it's coming from a place because they're insecure and yeah. it's really not personal at all. Yeah, it and doesn't they're the feel ones, personal at all. Yeah, they are, they're the ones that end up looking like an asshole. Yeah, like so I think whatever. if someone did say that to me in real life, I think it would hurt my feelings. Yeah, same, sure. same. Yeah, I got, I, we've got, I've gotten immune current and I feel like was always immune to it. But like for people saying like gross, nasty things to you on the internet, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, it's just because they're sad. Well, well, I hope they feel better. stuff doesn't yeah. bother me. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. curve stuff doesn't bother me. What bothers me is women saying cruel things because it doesn't bother me. The words don't bother me. The fact that they feel that way and they don't realize how uh, wrong they are bothers yeah. me because it feels like that's my, I've spent the past three years just working so hard towards that with Christina and this podcast. And then I just feel like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm just wasting my goddamn time. Right. That And so that's where that. Right. <laughs> that's it's why also I get just upset. enraging. I think yeah. when it's, it comes from, something like that comes from a woman because like, you're so unsupportive it's like. well because we're yeah. oppressing ourselves yeah and it's just so it's like we already have so much against us mm-hmm. like why do we have to do it too yeah yep that's what i'm saying yeah it sucks bullshit it definitely sucks so where can we find you uh you, you plug your show again yeah so i'm on a show called kfc radio it's through barstool it has sports nothing to do with kentucky it's on fried it's nothing to do with kentucky <laughs> fried so chicken like, mm, i want chicken the guy who started its initials are kfc oh, okay cool so that's where that came from but every day i get asked like why are you <laughs> whatever um i'm also and then i shoot for porn for wicked pictures you can find them on wicked.com um and I have two books. Please read them. Ooh, oh, what yeah. are they called? Uh, the first one is called Insatiable. Ooh. And the second one is called Dirty 30. And I saw you guys have a book coming out. Yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah, excited. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it's so hard writing a book, but it's really fun and <laughs> yeah. cathartic. So what was it like, like co-writing a book? We like, each write We half. ended up splitting it up. Yeah, because the initial thing we, we were going to like, kind of like uh, each write a piece and then go back and re-edit the other one's pieces. And then we sat down and we're like, we're just going to, I can't, we're different people, feel. different writers. And we uh, coincidentally wanted to talk about two di- different things. Oh, wow. With sex, so we each have half of a chunk. Wow. That's all. And I love the title. Thank you. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm simple, straight to the point. Yeah. yeah I like that. They let you do that. Though. Yeah. Like, was that a struggle? Like, did no, you they encouraged the word fucked to be in it. Yeah. That's why we the title guys, of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. And that's why we knew like we were working with the right person, like editing and stuff. Shout out to Hillary. Um, because mm-hmm. she was like, yeah, call it that. That's fucking yeah. great. Cause she loved, she was a fan of the podcast. So she already had this understanding and appreciation for what we did and she got it. And so her she, name was Hillary. So we just had a general yeah, good yeah, yeah. about it. <laughs> and is there anything else you want to add or plug or talk um, about? No, that's all. It has been a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, you this is so such a great interview. I'm, I'm such a huge fan of the show. That's so cool. Thank you. That's Thank a, you. I'm gonna put, put that up on my shelf. Hat. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Thank so many you so much. Uh, this has been guys. We fucked the anti slut chiming podcast. We'll talk to you next week.
sponsoring Guy We Fuss. Dirty Lemon is a wellness beverage brand which makes sugar-free drinks comprised of lemon juice and beneficial ingredients that have been established in a naturopathic community. To order, just go to DirtyLemon.com, register your mobile number, and send them a text and expect a delivery in one to two days. Mention you heard about it on Guys We Fucked, and they'll throw in a case of sleep beverages for free with your first order. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.